This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show, our daily 8am show every single day at UK time, uh, where we go through all the latest Arsenal transfer news and information to keep you guys up to date with all the latest information, of course, and get your thoughts and feelings in the chat box, trying to break some ITKs, try to make some sense of what's going on and give you guys as much detailed education on each Arsenal transfer target as possible. Apologies that I sound slightly out of breath. Again, it is Friday, so I've done the morning 5K. It is slightly cooler uh, than it usually has been this week, which has been a blessing, it has to say, but it has still been ridiculously warm. So apologies for the sweaty face. Um, But we are going to get on to talking about Arsenal transfer news to try and distract myself from still how hot it is. And yes, I saw plenty of you leaving comments on yesterday's video of where you are in the world and how much hotter it is where you are. I get it. I understand. But it is so much hotter in the context of how I'm used to the temperature here. So uh, I hope you are. I hope you're doing good and I hope you're feeling a lot less hot and sweaty compared to me. Let's move on to our first story, people, um, and talk about uh, some interesting news uh, that's come out from Arsenal, of course, uh, regarding some of our youngsters. Uh, Five of our youngsters have been offered uh, new professional contracts. You've got Kido Taylor-Hart that you've probably heard of before. We've got Daniel Oyagoke. You've got Nathan Butler Oyadeji, Ovi Ayaheri and Masid Agungba. All of these guys have been given uh, or rather offered new contracts. It's not actually sure whether or not they've um, accepted them, Um, but we're aware that they've been uh, handed them out. Uh, They've been given the new contracts to whether they accept them or not, I suppose, is still... Uh, yet to be seen, but they are the ones that have been given the new uh, contracts. But there are some players that are, have left, uh, of course, from the senior squad. We're already very much well aware of the likes of Erdogan, of Danny Ceballos, of David Luiz. All of these guys have now left um, the, the club. And I think that when it is, we are going to obviously realize that we've lost, there were non homegrown players, I suppose. So that's a good thing. But you've also lost Matt Ryan, but we may be expecting him to come back. Uh, and from the, the women's team, uh, Leonie Mayer has also left as well. So best of luck to her with wherever she goes on for. But in terms of the under 23s, 
Levy Lang, uh, Joseph Alowu, Luke Flang, uh, and Jason Srara have all been released uh, as well. Alowu spent some time on loan this season, um, but clearly has been deemed uh, not to the level required at Arsenal, unfortunately. But best of luck to all of those guys that have left, uh, and to Mayer as well. Wish her the best of luck too uh, in regards to where they go on with the rest of their careers. Fingers crossed. Uh, it's somewhere good uh, and not to the detriment of Arsenal Football Club. Anyway, moving on to our main kind of the transfer stories of the day. Um, going into, first of all, Matteo Genduzzi. We started off quite a few of these shows lately with news on Genduzzi. Some interesting stuff came out yesterday. Supposedly, Arsenal are playing very, not hard to get, I was going to say, but hard ball, I suppose, is with, uh, with Genduzzi, trying to get a very decent, sizable fee for the youngster which is good in a way because obviously we don't want Arsenal to just, you know, roll over and accept a low fee and a low bid for him. But Marseille are becoming slightly agitated by the amount of money that Arsenal are asking for. Apparently, and I've heard no truth in this rumour, so do take it with a pinch of salt, that there is the possibility that uh, Genduzi has an additional year option in his current Arsenal contract, which has given Arsenal a little bit more weight. But again, I've heard nothing uh, about that. I've only heard stuff to the contrary that it is just a one-year deal. Um, but if that is the case, then of course that would mean that Arsenal have a lot more power in their negotiations for Genduzi, knowing that they wouldn't lose him necessarily for free next season. But he himself has said in interviews that he just has a year left on his deal. So unless he's unaware of the situation, which I wouldn't put past him, um, then he is going to be uh, going from Arsenal, if not this summer, then next. But it's good to see Arsenal are trying to get a decent fee for the kid, uh, someone who's not going to be with us next season. Sayad Kalasanac is another one that looks like he's going to be going, but he isn't going to be going back to Schalke. They announced yesterday, along with Klaus Jan Huntelaar, the Dutch striker, that both of them will be leaving the club and will not be returning. Uh, of course, they were in the side that got relegated from the Bundesliga last season. And Kalasnach's high wages are just not something that they can keep up with. And for the benefit of the economic side of the club, they just cannot afford to keep hold of it. This sparked a lot of debate on Twitter yesterday because I put a tweet out, purely a, a discussion-based tweet, saying if there are no other sensible options, is it worth just keeping Kalasnach on for a year? And what I meant by no other sensible options, I mean if we can't bring any youngster in, if we can't bring in any experienced player in, if we can't sign any cover whatsoever, would you be okay with him staying for a year? And still the overriding consensus was no, that people would not want to see him stay. They would rather see us deputised with the Granite Xhaka playing there. If he was to say they'd rather see Bakayo Saka play there, promote someone like Joel Lopez. I do disagree. I, I do think that in the case of this, if, if it's a case of there is, and I mean the literal last possible result, like that, that we've exhausted all other options. In that case, having Kalasanak there over like a youth player, having there over, say, moving Bakayo Saka back, because I, to be honest, I really like Bakayo Saka in a, a more attacking role. Um, if there is no other option and we know that Arteta isn't going to switch to a back three, then I'm okay with it at least for six or five months until the January window. All his mates have gone, like Mustafi, Ozil, uh, Genduzi is probably going to be going as well. So that's not going to be a factor. But still, it does look like he probably is going to go, which I'm certainly more in favour of. Fenerbahce has been touted as a possible place, but there's, it's a very easy link to make, considering uh, Ozil has already gone there. Uh, Lazio were previously interested. I think Arsenal are really going to struggle to to move him on for a fee. I think you're going to see possibly a termination of a contract once again, just to get his high wages 
off the wage bill and then he can move to a club, get a decent signing on fee uh, and play for them next season. I just, I can't see him staying. But if it's the absolute last possible result other than playing Granite Xhaka again at left back or uh, another midfielder at left back, then it's probably the better option if Kieran Tini was injured. But Arsenal should be doing all they can to go out and sign cover in that position. So that rounds off kind of the, the possible outs. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Uh, Jacobson says his contract ends at the 2023 season. Kalasnach is, yeah, it doesn't run out this season. He's got a year left on his deal and will run out. Uh, it will run out at the start of the 22-23 season. So it'll be out in 2022. Um, Langer says, I really think we should sell Willock with a cheeky buyback clause. Very interesting. Toby says, what about Maitland-Niles at left back? It depends on his situation. I think that is one that we can get a decent fee for this summer. Um, so that that is one that I think we'll look and be looking rather to move on and try and get a decent fee for him. We'll have to wait and see. Manu says, how Arsenal managed to do good business in getting in the right back of the season for a free and still losing money on him <laughs> Suraj or rather left back yeah uh, Suraj let him go for free he's a bad egg says AFC till I die uh, King says hope you're well Tom hope you are well too mate much appreciated Wesley uh, says uh, if we can't af- if we can't land better backup left back than a backup left back the situation is marginal problem for us compared to where we are as a club it certainly does it's a little bit indicative I suppose of where we are it tells us what kind of club we are if we can't get in a cover left back that's better than Kalasanac. Benny says, who else uh, Who else noticed the leak stopped when he left the club? Yes, he wasn't the only one, of course, who did leave during that period. That is important to remember. Uh, Jacob says, no talking about Gendouzi. <laughs> Mitchell says, uh, oh, you're talking about Gendouzi in terms of his contract. Yeah, we don't know if it is 2023. The most legitimate sources are saying it is 2022, but there could be an option in that deal. Uh, Cedric uh, says, Tom had been good in left back when he was used there. I'd rather keep him over Kalasanach. Suraj says he'd rather see Saka play at left back. Alan says Kalasanach is not good. We will get minimum 10 million. Wow. I mean, those two aren't really uh, correlated. I don't think for someone who's not good. uh, Oh, sorry. You mean not bad. (laughs) Completely read that wrong. We will get 10 mil. I doubt you'll get 10 mil for someone on that wage with that length of contract left, to be honest. I think that is optimistic. Let's move on to uh, Luis Campos. Now, of course, Luis Campos is the uh, former director of football from Lille. You probably saw this story break yesterday. We have covered this a lot in a dedicated show that we did yesterday on who is Luis Campos uh, with the help of expert Jeremy Smith. Uh, So if you want to find out a lot more about him, uh, you can find out all of that in our dedicated show that released yesterday. So that's already out on the channel. Um, But what I would say is that please do go and read around about this guy and the news because this story changed within the space of a few hours yesterday. I mean, just looking online now, we were in a situation whereby initially Football London and Chris Wheatley were saying that Arsenal were interested in bringing him on in kind of an unofficial kind of role. And then just about an hour later, Chris Wheatley deleted that tweet and deleted the article uh, and changed things, or rather didn't delete the article, but amended it so that it started saying that Arsenal had distanced themselves from these claims. So, uh, you know, t- take take it out with a, a massive pinch of salt, it's probably fair to say, but it is interesting that not even some of the people that we rely upon for information are getting this right at the moment, showing that it is a very volatile situation this summer, and we can probably expect 
uh, more things not necessarily to be on the ball, as is the case with uh, something we're going to talk about very soon. Speaking of uh, Nusser Mazraoui, uh, the Ajax right back uh, that we were linked to earlier on this week, these links have persisted. They haven't gone away. Of course, the links with Zeki Celik that came out from Simon Collins from London Evening Standard, that kind of uh, drowned out the Mazraoui links. But they have lingered on. I've seen them pop up in a couple of places this week as well. And for that reason, we are still going to go ahead with a tactical break down on him which is going to be coming out probably around midday-ish today UK time so that'll be your second show of the day uh, and that is going to be a focused uh, comparison between Masrawi, looking at how he compares to Zeki Celik to Max Ahrens and probably to Hector Bellerin as well unless you guys have got any other suggestions but we always try to make sure we compare them to at least one current Arsenal player in his position and players that we have been linked to not just any other player um, uh, that's out there so we're probably going to uh, compare him to Ahrens, Celik uh, and Bellerin is probably going to be the comparison that we look at. So Final story of the day, and the main story of the day, of course, uh, Emi Buendia. So uh, this this is a story that obviously you saw um, break yesterday, probably around early evening, early to late evening UK time, um, that Arsenal had reportedly uh, had a bid of the region of £30 million um, re- rejected, uh, as had Aston Villa, supposedly, as well, had a bid of £30 million put in, and we imagine that was also rejected. Buendia is at the moment away with uh, the Argentina national side. He's away, ironically, with Emi Martinez of Aston Villa. So Agent Martinez doing the hard graft for Villa out there, trying to convince him. Um, but uh, what we did see is from, obviously, our good friend uh, and the ITK king at the AFC Bell tweeting out that Arsenal had originally, with poor Twitter translation, uh, accepted, a bit had been accepted, which is quite funny because it did actually uh, kind of weed out some of the fake ITKs uh, that you may have seen on social media. One being, I think, it, is it Joe the Gouda? <laughs> I think there's someone called that on Twitter yesterday that got absolutely rumbled. They've now changed their, their name to something else. So do be careful about who you follow. We actually did. I've written a piece uh, on how to avoid kind of getting fooled by ITKs. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. If you want to DM me, I'll send you the link to it. Um, but we did talk about it on another show and it's up on 101 right now. Um, but it's, yeah, uh, it's definitely kind of weeded out a lot of the of the ITKs, which is very funny. Um, but actually, what isn't funny is trying to work out who is right and who is wrong. Because not only did we see, I think it was... I'm not actually going to credit the the the, uh, the website that initially tweeted out because for obvious reasons. Uh, but then Chris Wheatley, uh, again of Football London, did tweet out saying, uh, as mentioned by so and so, that um, Arsenal have put a bid in of thirty million pounds uh, that for for Buendia along with Aston Villa. And then we have seen also. So let me show you that tweet. In fact. Because I did put it up on the slideshow. Um, so it's first reported by uh, Charlie Wire. Arsenal made a formal offer in the region of thirty million for uh, Buendia. I'm told there's no rush for a deal to get done, and that Buendia remains focused on his national team duties. Aston Villa have also made an offer for Buendia, and talks will continue with Norwich over the coming days. This was then um, contradicted by local reports coming out of Norfolk from the Pinken, uh, who is a local uh, Norfolk-based uh, application, application outlet is probably the better word. Um, and they said that no bids yet, but interest is hotting up uh, for Emi Buendia. So what, what's actually happening? 
right now? Uh, like, What is going on uh, with this deal? It seems there's a lot of contradicting reports from an Arsenal perspective, all of the Arsenal side of things and the Birmingham side of things as well from the Aston Villa are all saying that bids have been submitted. And then from the Norwich side, uh, the news is, is that they haven't been submitted. So there is a lot of contradiction going on right now. Who is right? Who is wrong? Well, I mean... From the, from the perspective of Arsenal, it came on a bad day uh, for, for Football London because, of course, the, the the original article about Louis Campos that came out turned out to be not correct. Um, and so then following that up with this article on the same day has raised a lot of questions. Um, but they are still a very reputable website that I would certainly take a lot of uh, legitimate information from. People get stuff wrong. It's just the way that things go. It's just the way that journalism works. Sometimes you get false information. Sometimes you just hear certain things. Sometimes you have to get a story out. Um, but I would still accredit Chris Wheatley as a reliable source of information. And so, therefore, I'm, I'm fairly confident in trusting that side of things. But always important to take things with a grain of salt as per. So I'm interested to get your thoughts around the situation. I didn't expect Arsenal to, to get a £30 million bid for Emi Buendia uh, accepted. It would have been very, very surprising to see that happen. I think they're going to be looking closer to the £40 million mark. But we have heard from Stuart Webber, uh, the guy behind the scenes at Norwich, that they would be looking for a figure with a three in front of it, whether that is for Max Ahrens or for Buendia is, is still yet to be seen. But there is the possibility that Arsenal could get a bit more of a cut price deal for him. But that is obviously being a bit scuppered by the fact that Aston Villa are also in for Buendia right now, which is making things very difficult to kind of try and sort out, let's say. Um, let's have a look and see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Uh, Ritter Yan says, Morning, Tom. In your opinion, how close is Aziz to the first team spot? I think you'll probably see him in cup games, mate, next season. That's probably my thoughts on him. So he also says, Tom, can you expand on the tweet you put out if Villa get Buendia over us? Yes, sure, I can do that. So yesterday I tweeted out, um, let me just go onto my Twitter to make sure I don't quote myself wrong. Imagine doing that. Um, by the way, we hit 18,000 followers on Twitter yesterday. So a massive thank you for everyone that's dropping us a follow and following us. Uh, there's a good retweet from Dan Critchlow on there if you want to go and read that. Um, but I tweeted out saying, well, seeing if uh, seeing if Arsenal let Aston Villa beat them to this deal for Buendia, it will certainly tell us a lot. And what I meant by that is that Arsenal are clearly interested in Buendia. Martin Odegaard was the number one target. That's now moved on because it's not possible. Real Madrid are not letting him go. Buendia was the next man on Arsenal's list and they are clearly pursuing a deal for Buendia. If Arsenal allow Aston Villa to beat them to this target, it shows a lack of ambition. It shows a lack. It shows for me that Aston Villa are certainly on the same playing field as Arsenal, that they are looking to overtake Arsenal. I also tweeted out a little bit later on, I said, by the way, Aston Villa are doing the right thing here. They are a club that want to oust Arsenal and looking to target the same players in a good strategy, provides further context to the situation that we have found ourselves in. Aston Villa are 100% should be looking at Arsenal as a team where they're going, right, who are Arsenal's targets? Because we're going to go and try and get those guys. Who are Arsenal's players? You may have seen a loose link to Emile Smith-Rowe being linked to Villa yesterday. Villa are a club that are looking at Arsenal as a team they think they can overcome, a team they think they can move ahead of in Premier League standings. So if they can go and target the same transfer targets as us, they are doing things in the right way. And it would make a proper statement if they went out and got Emi Buendia ahead of Arsenal. They've got money. They've got good backing. They've shown that over the last couple of transfer winners that they're willing to sell, and that they're willing to get a lot of uh, that wins are bringing a lot of quality players to add to the team. And that doesn't actually mean that they would be selling Jack Grealish. They want to add Buendia to Jack Grealish 
on that right-hand side, they obviously signed Bertrand Traore last season. It's not necessarily gone to plan. They had Ross Barkley in at number 10, who's gone back to Chelsea from loan. Wendy could play in either of those two positions for them behind Ollie Watkins. All of a sudden, you've got a very interesting front line if you've got Buendia and Grealish supporting Ollie Watkins. At Arsenal, you'd hope that they could sell him a better project, a better vision, a better likelihood that they're going to see them get back into European football with the pedigree that the club has. But if Arsenal allow Aston Villa to come ahead of them in the Buendia chase, then that is a very, very concerning moment for the club. Um AB, so smart of Arteta to sell Amy Martinez so that he can convince Buendia to come to Arsenal. Genius. Yeah, I'm not sure that's the right way around, AB. If anything, he's going to be doing the opposite. So there you go. Uh, Kian, one of our fantastic members, says, Tom, if Buendia goes to Villa and not Arsenal, would you get Ramsey back to help Smith Rowe? No, I wouldn't. I'm very much an advocate of once the player's gone, they're gone. Move on. He's also, I think he's now 30. He's 29-30. So no thanks. Absolutely no chance. Um, thanks, Johnny. Much appreciate the support. Please drop a like on the video, guys. There's over there's over 500 of you watching, so I really would appreciate if you one of you one of you of all of you could drop a like. Could be great. Um, Ot says, do you think they're going to get Emil Smith Rowe? No, I'm very surprised if they did. He's in contract talks with Arsenal right now, so that is something that I expect to be announced in the next couple of months, maybe even weeks, that Emil Smith Rowe has signed a new deal with the club. Uh, Mink Lucas, morning, Tom, from Sunny Island. Who would you prefer at right back? I'm very much a fan of Zeki Celik, mate. I think he is the person that Arsenal should be looking to go for. Um, Atlier was a very, very smart piece of business to get him in for 15 million euros. Other than that, Max Aarons, obviously, but he is a lot more expensive, more than double the price. So that's something that you need to factor in. But Zeki Celik is, is a very, very good player that Arsenal should be interested in. Uh, Social says, I see the Umtiti uh, is back with links. Did you cover this already? No, Social, I didn't. I haven't seen any links to Umtiti. I will double check that for you now uh, just to see if there is anything cropping up regarding him. His injury record is not great. He's also, I believe, is he left-footed? So he would be playing on the other side. Let me just double check. I don't want to get that wrong. Um, Let's have a look. He is left-footed, so it wouldn't make too much sense, really, to go for him when you've already got um, Gabriel and Pablo Marie, and he's 27, so he's the same age as Marie. I wouldn't be going for Umtiti, to be honest. I haven't seen any links so far with Arsenal. I'm scrolling down my feeds, and I've seen absolutely nothing. So no social. Sorry, I've not seen anything to do with that. Uh, Alistair says Saliba will start next season. Uh, he's got a good chance to start on next season because Gabriel's going to be away with the uh, international side. Of course, he doesn't really. He, I don't imagine Saliba's future is going to be on the left. He has played on the left a lot for Nice this season, um, but I think it's more so going to be on the right. It depends if Arsenal sign any centre backs this summer. Uh, but I think he's got a good chance of getting some minutes next season. And I hope he does. Um, Dano says, uh, so what you are saying is that even the trusted sources have no idea what's going on. I'm saying that there's a lot of contradictory reports out there right now with this Buendia story and it could go either way. I have, de- I have messaged a couple of people. I've heard nothing back so far. I'll probably be able to update you tomorrow if I do hear anything whatsoever. Um, but as I say, I've got my, my stuff that I'm used to is nothing regarding Buendia's and championship and Norwich. Um, so I can't. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I know what's going on with the Buendia stuff because I don't. I can only try and send a couple of texts and find out, but there's nothing I've heard so far. Um, so, yeah, apologies about that. Um, I do try and tell you if there is anything, but no, there's... Uh, I mean, Wheatley is a good one to stay tuned to, but uh, Charles Watts is probably your go-to man uh, regarding all of the Arsenal stuff. Um, <laughs> Social says, I thought you were in the circle of trust, Tom. 
Um, <clears throat> there's no circles of trust with me in right now, mate. Absolutely not. Uh, Jasmine says, Haylen providing them to be uh, proven to be the top three academies in England right now. Scrubber Steve says, Do you think that if given the choice, Buendia would choose Villa over Arsenal? I'd be very doubtful if he had the straight choice and it was the same deal, same money, same everything that he would go for that, but it depends how much money Aston Villa are going to offer him to try and convince him to come to the club. So he also says, Tom, what's the situation of Ricky Pooch uh, at Barcelona? Should we try and get him? No, well, Ronald Koeman is a big fan of Ricky Pooch, so I'm not sure that you'd be able to get him. I also don't know if he would get into the Arsenal team right now. He's still very much unproven. Um, he's still got a lot of development to do, and I think he would cost you a, a fee that wouldn't be representative of his current quality, certainly representative as maybe his, his potential future. Um, but he is liked at Barcelona. Um, but I, I very much doubt that Arsenal are going to be going in for Ricky Pooch. That was a link that kind of came up, I think, around January time. Um, but no, nothing on that so far. Constantine says, Max Ehrens is homegrown, young and attack-minded. He is the one we need. And Basuma with Partey can cover him going for attacks. I do hope we sign Buendia and Ehrens. Uh, Zach Stacey says, thoughts on Patrick Van Arnholt? He would be a free transfer and is homegrown. If we can't get Ryan Bertrand... Patrick Van Arnhol, I think, is a, a very decent backup option uh, for Kieran Tierney. Uh, Dumza TV says, Tom, don't you think we should try and go for Koulibaly this summer? He's experienced, a leader. He would be very good commanding defender next to Gabriel and won't hinder Saliba's development. Do you not think he would hinder Saliba's development? I think he's late 20s. I think you'd, I don't know how Saliba's getting into the team if Koulibaly is necessarily going to be there. He's an experienced player. It's not signing someone like a Tapsoba who you could necessarily use 22 that you would see more rotation. So I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure on that one. I'm just going to mute this because I feel like my head is so close to the screen. Do you know what I mean? Um, Pranjal says, are we still interested in Ruben Neves? Uh, who would you prefer, Basuma or Neves? 100% I, bes I prefer Basuma. Um, but Neves, I don't know uh, if the links are persistent. The only links that we saw was about two weeks ago when we were told his price for Wolves would be around 35 million. But we've heard nothing since then regarding concrete talks or interest or bids from Arsenal in that region as of yet. Um, uh, Social says there is a Bosnian that could be a backup Tierney. <laughs> yes, the less, less said about that is probably the better, to be honest. Uh, Jasmine says reports say Barca looking at Emerson as a key component moving forwards. Could we try and go for Sergino Dest? Um, I mean, they've signed Emerson now, of course. They, they could still sell him on. It is never a guarantee that he'd stay because it's a very cheap fee that they got him for. But I think they look at Sergino Dest as, as certainly someone that can cover in multiple areas, be it left back, right back, defensive midfield so I'm not so sure that they would be willing to let Dest go I think they see him as very much the future and someone that's going to provide a lot of utility and cover for many positions in their team so no I don't think Sergino Dest is a realistic option for Arsenal right now um Arjan says do we have any confirmed signings for next season as of this very moment officially Arjan there is nothing uh right now which means you shouldn't panic because it is only the 4th of June um, but if Arsenal have got no outs or ins sorted by the Euros, and I mean both of those, I'll be looking more at the outs more than the ins by the Euros anyway, but I would be a little bit worried at how slow things are moving. Um, there's a couple of weeks. There's just, I think, nine days left until the Euros start. If Arsenal haven't moved on some of their players by then, I would be a bit concerned. But we'll wait and see how things go. AB says, Inter Miami were fined $2 million because they broke some kind of player salary cap. They won't be buying William. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean they won't be buying anyone, AB. The reason why um, they got that 
fine was because they basically had too many players over their salary cap and they put Blaze Matweedy in like the wrong category. Um, and so they were fine that amount of money. They've also had to send one of their players that's over the salary threshold um, down to Fort Lauderdale FC. I can't remember the player's name, but he's gone off to Fort Lauderdale. Um, and yeah, it's it's, it's not great uh, for them right now. They didn't have... I think they got into the playoffs last summer uh, or last season, but um, they, they need to improve a lot into Miami. But they are a new team, as are the likes of Austin FC that have joined this season. Danny Pereira, of course, who I interviewed for 101, doing his bits over there. And best of luck to them next season. But it doesn't mean that Willian's not going to go into Miami. So that's that's not affected. Uh, Suro says, be honest, Tom, how many players can we realistically expect to be moved on and signed before the Euros? Uh, signed, zero. I'd be very surprised if we brought anyone in before the Euros, unless it was Matt Ryan. He's the only one that I'd be looking at that's going to get done before the Euros. Uh, regarding players um, out, I think you could get two. Um, I think you could probably move on to be that again, Doozy, be that a Granite Xhaka. Um, we've seen links to Kalasnats elsewhere. Maybe he goes. I'd be looking at maybe one in, and it, that one probably being a, a more lower end kind of player in a Matt Ryan, and then the outs being more so your Gendouzis, your Granite Jackets. Um, so that's that's what I'd be expecting in the next nine days. If anything big happens, it would be the Brendier situation. But I think that's one that's going to rumble on because of the whole international football that's going on. Loads of players are away on holiday or they are away uh, on international duty, which will slow things down uh, a lot. So just, you know, stay tuned, stay in the in the loop and, uh, and we'll keep persisting. We'll keep trundling on in regards to Arsenal transfers. Um, Arsenal should sign Louis Campos, says uh, Dilip. I agree with you. Or Luis uh, Campos. Uh, Jose uh, says, what do you think about Onana to Arsenal? We did a tactical breakdown on Onana yesterday. So if you want to find out my thoughts on that, you can go and watch our dedicated video on him. It is on the channel. Uh, Yonick Mack. Uh, good old Yonick's back in the chat. It's been a while, Yonick. Good to have you back, son. I hope you've changed your ways. I'll take the Genduzi L to get the Jacka W. He says, Sai <laughs> says, we'll ship Kalasinac to Madagascar if he persists on a stay. That is a hell of a long way to send a player. I'm not sure if Madagascar have a league. Um, I'd be, I'd love to know if they do. It'd be great um, <laughs> if Madagascar do have a football league. I'll have to look into that. That piques my interest. Uh, Matt Thornton says, uh, we need minimum of three to four players. Just Grealish doesn't make uh, us finish in the top four. But three to four players that improve the first 11 does. Each to their own, mate. I'm not turning my nose up at Grealish. I, to be honest, Matt, I'm in agreement with you. I think that just signing Jack Grealish is nowhere near enough for what Arsenal need. I'd rather sign three players around the 20 to 30 million pound mark that improve three positions in the team than going out to sign Jack Grealish. If you sign a Buendia, a Bissouma, a Zeki Celik, that adds up for probably about the same fee that you're going to end up paying for a Jack Grealish. And I think bringing in those three, a Buendia, a Basuma, and a Zeki Celic, that all of those, for me anyway, would certainly improve Arsenal a hell of a lot more than just bringing in Jack Grealish, for me. Um, Madagascar do apparently have a league. It, that's great. That's absolutely fantastic. Um, GGTV for you says, uh, do you think Todd Cantwell could hold down the midfield for us uh, with a Xhaka replacement. No, I mean, I look at Todd Cantwell very much more as kind of a more attacking kind of player than a, than a Granite Xhaka. So I don't think so. Uh, Jashar says, Tom, hopefully Torreira has a good copper to drum up interest for him. Definitely so. If Obviously, we don't know what's really going on with the Copper America. It's now been held in Brazil. 
who's going to play because of the whole pandemic situation. We'll have to wait and see. Um, there's a lot of issues going on with that at the moment. Thanks, Wilson. Much appreciate that. Really, really do. Uh, Dalip says, will Frank Thomas uh, be a good manager at Arsenal? Is Arteta getting fired? Who? What? <laughs> What's going on? Um, James T says, Grealish wouldn't join us even for 300k a week. Get real and stop thinking he'd join us, guys. Jasmine says, with Xhaka looking to be out, going for a defensive aggressors like Buendia, we're heading in a paradigm shift in the way that we'll play next season. Arsenal, here comes the Gagan pressing. Uh, Benji says, whatever happens to Ismail Starr from Watford, he was really good last time in the Premier League. He was actually linked with a move to Liverpool at one point. They ended up going for Diogo Jota, I believe, instead over him. Um, but they are they've been promoted, so... Watford will be in the Premier League next season, so they aren't forced into selling Ismail Sarr if they want to do if they want to sell him. Uh, I very much doubt that will be the case. Dan says, Tom, did you hear about the hearing of Onana? Because I haven't heard anything about the hearing. Your hearing took place yesterday or the day before, but we aren't likely to hear the result for a good few more days. So just hold fire and be patient on that one. Uh, Arjan says, we need some more experienced players and leaders. Our captain changes every single match. Agreed, mate. Uh, Kenny says, Tom, what do you think about Madueke of PSV? We need competition for Saka and Pepe. Madueke, of course, who uh, English-born, I believe, um, but has spent a lot of time at PSV and can represent the Netherlands. Um, I'm not sure if he's actually been called up. Already for the uh, Euro squad, let's have a look uh, and see if he has been or if he's in like the uh, what's it called the uh, preliminary team. Uh, I don't see it. I think he is in the under twenty ones, maybe. Um, but he said that he'd always be open to representing uh, the Netherlands. So, but I don't know. I haven't seen too much of him to be honest. And uh, I think he's still quite raw and still needs a lot of developing. But haven't heard loads about Madueke beyond just a couple of reports here and there about him developing into a decent player. Oh, Thomas Frank from Brentford. Oh, yes, there we go. I was like, what? What are you on about, Delete? Um, I, I mean, we're not changing managers right now, so managers aren't really the, the main focus, but we'll see how he gets on with Brentford in the Premier League next season. Uh, Wilson says, which player do I prefer? I mean, if it's if it's regarding, if regardless of price, I'd go for Aaron's, but I think because you consider that Zeki Celik is more than half the price of Aaron's, and he's still so good, I would definitely go for the Turkish international, to be honest. Uh, Eddie says, Grealish is more important than all three that you named. The respect for Arsenal will grow. I disagree, um, but fair enough, mate. Pranjal says, Sterling would want Europe. No chance of him coming here. Of course, some very strange links that came out uh, from Manchester City wanting to let him leave, uh, Sterling and Riyad Mahrez, whether or not that means Arsenal would be interested. They apparently were, according to some reports. But it would take a hell of a lot of convincing to convince either of those two, I think, to come to Arsenal in the situation that the club finds themselves in. Uh, Pratima says, I would go for Daniel Farker, the German coach, uh, to the UCL champion. Um, Daniel Farker's doing a fantastic job at Norwich, although he got them relegated. He's got them straight up back up to the Premier League, which is a more difficult job than people give credit for. And uh, we'll see how they go on in the Premier League next season. Manu says, why is Celik this cheap? That's bad business on their part. Um, mainly because of contract length, mainly because of the situation the French league finds itself in with the whole media pro situation. Um, so yeah, I imagine that, that that is a huge reason as to why. 
Um, so all of those factors are, are why he is that price at the moment. Uh, Jasmine says that means Sterling's camp is looking for a better contract at City. It very much could do. That is always something that is used as a bargaining chip, as a negotiating tool. Uh, Jose says Moussa Dembele and Awar to Arsenal is who is more needed. Moussa Dembele, the, the, four, the striker Moussa Dembele, uh, I mean, I'd rather Awar than him. And it takes a lot for me to say I'd rather have Awar than a lot of our targets. But uh, yeah, not for me. Moussa Dembele, absolutely no chance. Um, Arsenal Gunner says, Tom, what about the American coach at Salzburg? Is he there yet? Uh, Jesse Marsh is already going to be RB Leipzig's coach next season. He's already confirmed to take over from Julian Nagelsmann. So he will not be coming to Arsenal, I'm afraid. Zach Stacey says, reports are saying that Bernardo Silva is unhappy at his bit part role. If City are selling players, surely he'd make more sense than Sterling. I agree. He's a versatile player that can play on the right-hand side, play at number 10. Uh, would love to see Bernardo Silva at Arsenal. But again, I don't think it's very realistic. Uh, no Sleep says, so is there a league uh, fire sale? Possibly so, depending on their situation with the, the TV rights that may have a big impact on how they sell players this summer. Uh, I, th- I imagine that Leo, we're going to see a lot of players like uh, Zeki Celik, like Sven Botman, like Bamba, um, like maybe even the likes of Renato Sanchez, uh, Jonathan David, all of these guys could be going in the summer. And Lille do make a fine profit on players despite Luis Campos not being there anymore. Um, Chris, uh, Chris says, what do you think of Conte possibly becoming the Spurs coach? It's a very difficult one to uh, kind of analyse because you don't know how he's going to get on. Mourinho was someone everyone thought was going to transform Spurs. He didn't. Just because Conte has succeeded at Inter Milan and and places like that doesn't mean it would translate immediately to Spurs. But to say I'm not worried would be a lie. I certainly am. He's a very, very good coach and he should do well there. Um, And it is, as as I tweeted out, I felt like us not moving for Conte could be that Guardiola moment or the Klopp moment that we missed out on previously. I, I hope it isn't. Uh, I know he's a much more short-term manager than those guys, but it, that, it does worry me. I'd be lying if I said it didn't. Um, <laughs> Football London announced that Arsenal bid 10 million. Yeah, I, I doubt that is the case. I very, very much doubt that is true. Uh, Noel says, we really shouldn't be looking at players like Sterling or Mara. Sounds crazy, but I don't think we need a statement signing as much. Celic, Basuma, Lokonga, Buendia etc. should be the route. And I do agree with you now. I 100% agree with we should be looking to improve and upgrade multiple positions with players that have got a big ceiling. That is certainly where I think that we should be going for rather than your Sterlings and your and your, your Mahrez. Uh, not to say I wouldn't take a Sterling. I think a Sterling at 26 is certainly someone that will upgrade the squads. Um, but I think there's more pressing matter in the centre midfield, in the right back position, arguably at centre back, back up left back, back up goalkeeper, goalkeeper in general. Um, there's lots of positions before you look at maybe a wide player for us. Um Jashar says, what are your thoughts on Yukuslu? Uh, uh, he is obviously the player that joined uh, West Brom from Celta Vigo, uh, Turkish international. Uh, I, I don't think he's any better than what we've got, is, is what I would say on that one. Um, Ivan says, give Arteta credit. He dropped a masterclass and did the double over Chelsea. It's the only thing that we can kind of really look at this season going, yay, that's what happens. It's, yeah, in my mind, it, it's, it didn't do enough to, to keep the Arsenal job, but he's still in, so we got to back him. Uh, Arsenal Gunner says, Tom, it's the same, same. We shouldn't be impressed by these bare minimum stuff that our club pretends to take, and I'm not impressed. Absolutely. Dilip says, will you be doing a watch along with Hugh 
uh, next season. Uh, I imagine so. I imagine so. Uh, he, I, mean, I think he's taking a bit of a break from stuff right now. But yeah, no, we're all good. And uh, I look forward to joining up with him soon for some exciting stuff. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, Raheel, one of our fantastic members, uh, says, if we don't end up getting Buendia, who would you go for as a second option? It's a good question. It's a tough question. The thing with Buendia is that he's so different because he can play on the right-hand side and play at that number 10 role. It's it's really hard to find someone that adds that level of versatility for us uh, of the players that we've been linked to. Awar is... I'm not sure Awar is the right guy for Arsenal and trying to find attacking midfielders that are really going to make a difference. A lot of people like Mateus Pereira from West Brom and how he did so well. I'm I'm really, I've got reservations about him because of the way that he struggled. Some people have said that we should be going for Hakan Chalhanoglu, the Turkish international. He could be a cheap deal to get done in the summer as well. Beyond Buendia, it's, there isn't loads. Um, there isn't loads. I'd love to see Arsenal go out and sign like a Mikel Oyathabal from Real Sociedad. But again, I think that's too expensive for what Arsenal are looking for. I'd love Arsenal to go and sign a Fabian Ruiz, but he's again more of an eight than an out-and-out number 10, although I believe he could play there. Um, Yeah, it's really tough to try and think of players. I'm pretty sure, though, I did. Let me consult my article. (laughs) I literally wrote... um, Nabil Fakir is another player that you could arguably look at uh, as well as someone that you could bring in. Um, I'm just, I'm sure I wrote an article on alternatives to Erdogan. Double check. If I haven't, I definitely need to. <laughs> it sounds like one that if Arsenal don't get. Uh, but here we go. So four players Arsenal should sign if they can't get Martin Erdogan. Let me throw this up on the screen for you. Oh my God, the, the picture is Dybala. So <laughs> I was pretty optimistic back then. But let's have a look. Let me throw this up on the screen for you and you can uh, see if you agree with my choices that I wrote. I don't know when I wrote this article. Um, I wrote this in March, March 31st. So less than two months ago. Less than two months? Just over two months ago now. Um, so I said Nabil Fakir uh, as, an, as an option. Paolo Dybala. Um, as a more of a marquee kind of signing. Uh, Florian Neuhaus uh, from Borussia Mönchengladbach. And who's the last one? Mas, uh, Marcel Sabitza uh, was the other one, or Sabitzer, uh was the four that I suggested that Arsenal could look to maybe move for in the window. Um, so that's that's who I thought at the end of March. Ironic that I didn't even put Buendia on this list. <laughs> um, he certainly would have been number five. Must have had a bit of a brain fart there. But yeah, Nabil Fekir, um, Paolo Dybala, uh, Florian Neuhaus uh, and Marcel Sabitzer uh, were the players that I suggested uh, back, in, uh, back in March. So maybe uh, they're the ones that maybe we should be looking to go for. Why am I so, why am I so dark all of a sudden? Has oh, it always been this dark? I swear. There we go. That's a bit that's a bit better. <laughs> oh, I'm so dark on the screen today. Um Joe Matthew says Erdogan isn't going to happen. Angelotti will want to keep him at Real Madrid. Gary Mullen says, Tom, how did you get started in sports journalism? Was it something you were interested in before YouTube? Um it's a good question. Gary, uh, I did a lot of talking about this on the last Friday show. It is Friday, of course, which means at five o'clock I will be doing the usual hour-long QA show. Um, so make sure you tune in at 5 p.m. UK time for our Q&A show uh, where you can ask me stuff like this. Um, but basically, I was a teacher before, quit teaching because it's awful, 
and uh, and I went straight into football journalism, writing for One One, and have done since September. And yeah, it's just kind of it's everything's kicked on from there. So I went in after YouTube. I've done YouTube for like five years, so it came after that. Uh, that is certainly the one that we went. Yeah, I went went in afterwards. So there you go. Uh, but as I said, I'll be talking a lot more about that sort of stuff on the Q and A show at five pm. So make sure you tune in uh, this afternoon. Tim says we need leaders in our own team, young and winning mentality players. Definitely so. Delete. So I saw the episode of Hugh and you were debating on buying merchandise. I hope you guys settle it. Uh, enjoy both. Of you. Oh no, we're fine. It's like <laughs> we're absolutely fine. There's nothing. We were just having a good debate about. Um, about merchandise and stuff. No, we're fine. Uh, you you can have a debate with mates. It does it doesn't end in you falling out. We're absolutely fine. Um, he uploaded the separate video. Like if we weren't fine, that wouldn't have happened. So no, we, we me and Hugh are absolutely fine. <laughs> I, I bantered him about it the next day with the tweet that I put out. So no, we're all good, mate. Uh, Zach Stacy says Sabitzer would be a shout. Would be uh, on his last year and suggestion he cost about thirty million. Works hard and he's a captain. I thought he gave England a lot of problems when he was playing for Austria the other day. Um, smash the like, Suraj. Thank you ever so much for the support. And that is probably where we're going to finish things off. So thank you ever so much, everyone that's tuned in today. There's been over a thousand of you tuning in live at times, which is absolutely insane. You guys have really made this morning show part of your routine, which I appreciate. As, as always, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. But there's two more shows for you today. You've got the Masrawi Tactical Breakdown, which will be coming out around midday-ish, and then our typical Q&A Friday show as well. We're also will be revealing which one of our members uh, has got the tickets into uh, the football prizes draw as well. So make sure you tune in for that. As always, I'll see you again very soon. Drop a like and subscription if you've enjoyed it and join up as a member if you want to help support the channel. You can follow us on Twitter at the Talk TV. But as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.